Thank you for tuning in to A Greater Story with Sam Collier. We're calling this a radio podcast, a cool hybrid of talk radio and music. Real leaders, real talk, incredible stories. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Greater Story with Sam Collier. My name's Sam Collier, and I am here in New York City, right across the street from Carnegie Hall. We're in a special church, and we are here with the Renaissance man. He's incredible. I I mean, I'm I'm getting goosebumps just (laughs) sitting because my entire childhood was filled with his music. Um, Millions of records sold worldwide. He's a Harvard grad. He's probably one of the smartest men on the planet right now. You've seen him on magazines. He's been at the top of Billboard. He's worked with some of the largest stars in our world. He is a star. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Leslie is in the building. What's Appreciate up? that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank man, you. Man, I'm so honored that you're here. What an intro, man. What an intro. <laughs> man, I, again, I felt like I was holding back. I hey, did. Man, I felt listen. Like I was <laughs> listen, I appreciate it. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's all deserved. Listen, we kick off this show every time with the song. Okay. I'm going to do a little bit of a mashup of some of your biggest hits. Let's do it. Because I think some people out there know it. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah. Parmigiani Fleurier, that's the wrist piece. Nice. 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 Next selection. Yeah. Hey, it's all less for press, baby. Just rock with me now. And I'm just running, make low so. In case you ain't no so. Yeah. You got fashion and style. I'm loving your smile. And the way you get down. Yeah. They try to put me in the box. It's impossible. All less, all yeah. This time it's all or nothing. Said it's real. Oh yeah. Listen. La 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 la. Listen. I think that. Our love's just not the same And we're doing such strange things Said we both been left this strange You don't even call no more You're drifting away I can feel you drifting, drifting away Sometimes I wish we could go back And relive the better days So I think it's best if we promise I'll promise not to call you If you don't call me, baby, it's alright hey. I promise I won't I think it's better It would be better, baby I won't call you no more If you don't call me no more yeah. Let's make that promise And maybe we can move on Now I think it would And so when you grow up, you know, with as a musician and as a producer, you have producer friends and artists and singers and songs. And we were always trying to figure out who, who we could look up to. Obviously, Rodney Jerkins was an inspiration, Timberland, so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but during the YouTube kind of 
time when it was coming up, we found a new guy. And once we found this guy, I think I kind of got addicted and I was listening and I was watching and he was making beats on the spot and, and singing and doing all this. I mean, it was you, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for me, it is, uh, it's, it's surreal. It's surreal to, to be uh, going from my home in my room on the laptop to here in New York sitting next to you, man, as a, as a grown man. It is just, you, you shaped so much of who I am musically. You were such an inspiration. You still are such an inspiration. I know those views have millions, right? I, I'm, you probably yeah. passed a billion mark by now. I mean, it's yeah. just so. Um, we're not here to talk about my childhood dreams. Okay. We're here to talk about uh, soup, the Superphone. Okay. Um, and so many other things. And really right. just to get into who you are, man, I, uh, I, 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 I would just be remiss if I, you know, didn't thank you for your influence. Yeah. Um, I got to stay focused. Yeah. And I would say that yeah. uh, I think a beautiful takeaway is that the world has become so much more connected mm. thanks to the Internet. Yeah. And it's important for people now to aspire to the kind of connection that has put us right next to one another right. in New York City. <laughs> so often we just allow ourselves to be loosely tied together by social media. Yeah. And when you just take that step to reach out to, to intensify the connectivity so that you can get that in-person interaction, mm-hmm. it's possible. And wow. this is a testament is. to it that is. possibility. We, we, started to, we started with Bianca. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the name of the show, man, is A Greater Story. Sure. Um, we believe in the power of story. We yes. think that as people hear different people's stories and understand different details, that hopefully it would inspire them maybe where they are, or maybe it would open their eyes to some new things. I think people would love to hear your story, um, which some people don't know, is about the Salvation Army, and yeah. you're going right. I mean, that's incredible. That's why we're right. here in this church, right? Because that was your beginning. You, that's you the come foundation. From a legacy. I'm not, I'm not gonna give it away. Take us from Little Ryan, yeah, up to Superphone. Sure. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do that. I mean, we'll okay. be here for a minute. Right? <laughs> give, give us everything. Right. Man. Take us around the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My parents on both sides. Yeah. Grandparents on both sides. Mm our Salvation Army officers, my parents, Salvation Army officers, and many of my aunts and uncles, Salvation Army officers. And really what I took away from growing up in the Salvation Army is the the charge that my parents took and my grandparents had passed to them, the charge of service and the charge of sacrifice in the service of Mm. others. Mm. And I mean, my grandfather was uh, on missionary service. He met another young missionary who was from China. He was yeah. from Holland. Yeah. So when people look at my lineage, they, there's Dutch, there's Chinese. My mother was born uh, in Guyana. My father grew up in the Caribbean. My parents met in the Caribbean. They immigrated to the United States, wow. and, and they uh, matriculated to the training, Salvation Army Training College in, mm. in Atlanta. And so from... My earliest memories are literally just singing the songs that William Booth had rewritten so that he could actually, these were drinking songs that he had rewritten so he could touch 
people where they were. Mm. So he could reach people, communicate with people where they were. Mm. And the, the idea, the, the real mission behind the Salvation Army, there was a sequence to how they would make an impact on souls. Mm. And that sequence was soup, soap, and salvation. So a lot of S's mm. going on in the Salvation Army. Right. Save to serve, right. <laughs> soup, soap, and salvation. <laughs> and they believed that you got to feed you got to clean so mm. that someone can be ready to receive the spirit. Mm. And I mean, this is, I grew up, I grew up that's in your this. Background. Yeah, that's my foundation. <laughs> and it was also my musical foundation. They, mm. they have a very strong brass band tradition. And very early on in my musical development, I was doing, and a lot of, I think a lot of young people grow up singing in church. Whoever's doing music, they sing yeah. in church. Yeah. Because that's an environment. You have an audience. The audience is supportive. Yeah. You can sing some bad notes, but right. as long as you really <laughs> feel what you're singing, yeah. and the audience can feel what you're singing, there's yeah. a lot of encouragement, et cetera. And yeah. so I grew up in that environment. My mother rehearsed me and my sister more than other kids at church because I was at home. Mm. And so I was able to get leads in the Christmas musicals <laughs> and winning junior soldier pageants what? and going away to sleepaway camp and being at a sleepaway musical, camp. yeah, mu musical <laughs> conservatory. Yeah. And so these are all pictures that uh, if you were to ask my mother to open up a photo album, she would show you photographs. And in many of those photographs, I would be next to an instrument from my earliest years mm. next to a tuba or a euphonium or a, I mean, instruments that people wouldn't even, what is a euphonium? Uh, right. You know, right. Uh, trombone. I mm. uh, started out with a cornet, always on a piano, right? Mm. And, uh, and that's the foundation, man. That's the foundation, the, wow. the Salvation Army, for sure. What's interesting to me is that that's your background mm -hmm. and now you've got pastors like T.D. Jakes. Mm -hmm and Stephen Furtick, mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, Gary B. He's yeah, not a yeah. pastor, but yeah, he, he yeah, kind of yeah, is yeah, to some yeah, people, yeah, right? Some, yeah. That are now using this app. Yeah. Take us from your music industry yeah. background. Mm -hmm. If you want to share some more stories, you can. Sure. But how that kind of uh, inspired you to get to where you are now. You can, you can even take us through Harvard, man. Sure. Because I think there are a lot of people listening that are like, I love Ryan Leslie. What in the yeah. world? Yeah, yeah. The beauty of the Salvation Army is that it created, uh, it created an environment of necessity. Woo! You snapping. And creating an environment of necessity, they say that out of necessity is born innovation and inspiration. Ooh, can I just, please? And it's true. It's true. And so what that means very simply is that sacrifice on earth in the service of others means that you will store up treasures in heaven. Treasures in heaven, hmm. nine times out of 10, when you try to, to transfer or translate treasures in heaven to college tuition, right. there's somewhat of a challenge. Or transfer <laughs> treasures in heaven to rent <laughs> right. or phone bills, there's somewhat of a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking now towards the future and, and I feel like like the legacy play mm. is to make sure that my parents are taken care of for the time, energy, and resources that they invested in making me the man that I am today. Mm. And so my father knew this from the time I was a young, a young man. He said, look, the pathway to the achievement of the American dream is going to be education. Mm. And so we are going to do all that we can as parents 
to prepare you to succeed in the educational system mm. that this country offers. Wow. And so by the time I was 14, 15, I was already applying to colleges. I started Harvard when I was 15. I finished when I was, I, I was a senior by 19. And, I, uh, and throughout that time, I understood that there was a transition happening, though, because I, I told my parents, because I wanted them to be proud, I told them I was going to Harvard to be pre-med and be a brain surgeon. Right. And that's what my father <laughs> went and told everybody. Right. And so you got to understand my father going and telling everyone, hey, my son's going to be a brain surgeon, and me calling him my freshman year and saying, hey, I want to be a musician. <laughs> Those are very disparate <laughs> career pathways yeah. that he had to reconcile. And, I mean, I think for everyone, you have your own journey, and you have the journey that you feel is best for those that you love. Hold and on, you, before you go, I'm, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. I just have to go back to something because I don't want people to miss it. You right. started Harvard at 16? 15. How does that happen? Hey, uh, (laughs) I'm a September baby. So when you're a September baby, you can either start school early or start a year later. My mother started me early, and I only went to high school for three years. So I went to Harvard out of my junior year of high school. When did you know you were a genius? (laughs) (laughs) Was it when you got accepted to Harvard, or was it? Hey, I think that... uh, I strongly believe that genius is really the absence of fear in the pursuit of your passion. I think that genius is the absence of fear in the pursuit of your passion. So um, to fearlessly embrace that which has innately been placed within you to deliver to the world, that really is the, is the, uh, is the, manifestation of genius, in my opinion. And I believe that, uh, you know, there have been many, there have been many quotes, you know, genius is 99% perspiration and only 1% inspiration. Are you willing to do the work to execute on that which inspires you? And I, I believe that, you know, there are so many ways as we become more and more intelligent, as we become, uh, trained to move away from our childlike imaginations, we begin to rationally talk ourselves out of doing the work to execute Mm. on that which inspires us. And I always want to maintain that level of childlike imagination, childlike inspiration. And so I think many of the geniuses that we talk about in our, in, in this generation, our past generations, whether it's Walt Disney, whether it's Michael Jackson, whether it's even the late great Stan Lee, mm. the, the thread, I believe, that binds those genius minds together is the, the, their ability to embrace that childlike imagination and manifest that child and inspire that childlike imagination. So I remember watching Michael Jackson dance and when I'm 9, 10, 11, 12 and looking in the mirror Mm -hmm. and watching him dance, it's okay. Mm -hmm. When you're 25 to 27 and you in the mirror doing Michael Jackson dance, people (laughs) start looking at you a little different saying, you know, are you really serious? Is that really, you you know? What are you doing, right? Right? Right. 
And so I believe that mm. we encourage children to dream. And at some point, maybe it's even due to the fact that we may be jealous mm. or we may desire that which they have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that, you know, um, the, I mean, we're talking about quotes, right. misery loves company. So mm. if you feel like, hey, I'm in my mundane nine to five job, yeah. you may want to steal the joy of someone who's yeah. just obliviously pursuing yeah. that which makes them very happy, right? And yeah. say, hey, you crazy. Yeah. You, yeah. But yeah. they also <laughs> say that there's a fine line between insanity and genius. Yeah, yeah it's true. And uh, I, I believe that, you know, Someone once said the definition of insanity is doing the same action and expecting different results. And I believe that that stroke of genius and the reason why it's so close is that uh, a genius, what they do is when they had that inspiration, they might do that action, but they're consistently evolving that action so that the changes in their action are inspiring different results, mm. right? And so... When we think about our jobs, our day-to-day -day lives, and we wake up, we go through, you know, the, 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 the behaviors that make yeah. us all the same. You woke up today after sleeping for six, seven, eight hours, however many hours you slept, you brushed your teeth, you took a shower, you put clothes on, you made a few phone calls, you got to eat three times a day. These are the, first of all, to be able to even do that is a luxury when you think about it. When I think about the work of the Salvation Army, the ability to actually wake up and have that as your mundane. I wake up, <laughs> I get a hot shower, I put on clean clothes, mm -hmm. I brush my teeth, I'm eating three times a day. That's actually a luxury mm -hmm. when you look at the vast majority of even emerging cultures, third world countries that are, are emerging. Right. Right. And I, I watched my mother um, decide that she wants to go and build hospitals in India. And I've also, you know, gone and visited the Ivory Coast and seen uh, just the difference and the disparity between what we consider as the norm and what others are fighting to achieve. And so I would say that um, even our mundane tasks, the, the difference is what are we doing every day to improve so that we are more fit? And when I say fit or fitness, I'm talking about um, being fit to impact the world in the greatest way possible. Mm. Right. So you're either fit to be a parent, you're fit to make your own decisions, mm -hmm. you're fit to mm -hmm. uh, have whatever job you have. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, I always aspire to that genius. Yeah. Right. And I aspire <laughs> to that genius, meaning I want to retain my childlike imagination. Mm -hmm. I want to retain uh, the ability to work as fervently and furiously as I possibly can towards whatever inspires mm -hmm. me. And so when you look at my career and my trajectory yeah. and, and my pathway thus far, that trajectory and pathway has always been fueled by this desire to, mm -hmm. to aspire to genius. Yeah. I know I, uh, I got you off topic a little bit. I'm yeah. sorry. I just had to talk about that because that was incredible. Um, as we talk about this idea of genius uh, and and re retaining that childlikeness, you did that as a freshman. And yeah. you're like, Dad, mm -hmm. wait, there's a passion here. Right. You make the switch, then what happens? They say an overnight success takes 10 years. So by that definition, my overnight success took eight, so mine was accelerated. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, I graduated from Harvard in 1998. By 2003, 
I had moved to New York City as an intern uh, for a producer. And within that first month of moving to New York City, I literally went from not knowing where my music would take me to actually being managed by Puffy mm -hmm. and being on some of the biggest releases that year in music, uh, most notably a record for Beyonce on the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack, a single for New Edition called Hot Tonight, which I wrote and produced, and literally going from borrowing, not even borrowing, but asking my father to max out a credit card, $15,000 to get some production equipment, to $650,000 cash money, like going to my bank account, looking at my balance and it being six digits with a six on the front, right? Um, <laughs> and knowing that, okay, it took me eight years to get here and uh, the work, the energy that I had been investing, it just meant that I needed to push all the way through so that I could reap the, the, reap, reap the fruits of that labor. Mm -hmm. And I did that, and in 2005 and six, I started to understand and realize how the internet was going to change the way that mm. music was both discovered and distributed. Mm. And that really reignited a passion that I always had for technology. Mm. And so how do you go from that to Superphone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So reigniting the passion for technology, yeah. We touched on this idea that the internet connects us in a way that 20 years ago we would only have imagined. And I think that also continues the validation of this concept that imagination is what can accelerate us as a civilization, as a species, as a community, as a people. Mm -hmm. And so for me, having the ability to put a record online on the internet, put a video on YouTube, online, on the internet, and have a global audience that as long as they had an internet connection could access it, be inspired by it, consume it, share it, distribute it, discover it. That to me was ridiculously exciting. And not only was it ridiculously exciting, it became the cornerstone of the success that I was able to enjoy during that period mm -hmm. of my career in music. So. Mm -hmm. A uh, uh, friend of mine, really like a brother to me, Rashid Richmond, and I found a loophole in the Google algorithm in 2006. Teach us. And we basically were able to redirect anyone that searched the MySpace keyword to any MySpace music profile that we wanted. At that time, it made sense to redirect everybody to Cassie's MySpace music profile. I had written some records for her. I, that was my girlfriend at the time. And we, I mean, <laughs> it was we, like, we put that I music love you, baby. there. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in three months' time, because of that redirect, Cassie's MySpace profile grew from zero to 650,000 friends. And how and, long? in three months time. And wow. she went on to be the first artist, maybe one of the only artists in history of internet and music to have a one-to-one -one correlation between followers, social followers, social connections, and sales. 650,000 friends on MySpace, 650,000 records sold. And to understand wow. that that kind of correlation could exist, I, really wanted to dig deeper on this concept that, okay, as more and more people 
we're discovering the power of social media, the messages were being diluted. Hmm. So having two, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand followers on Instagram and getting 50,000 likes, that's only a 10 percent engagement. Mm -hmm. And the concept for Superphone came from this idea that the engagement could increase. And so, and that, and that means with literally anyone, whether you you have uh, whether you have a congregation, whether you have an audience, whether you have a customer base, success happens at the speed of communication. I love that line. So, whatever your value proposition is, maybe it's an, it's something motivational, inspirational, get someone through their day. The value of that thought or idea is only manifested when it reaches the ears of the recipient. Mm. So someone that needs that word from you, they might be following you on Instagram and they may be due to the algorithm miss it or they may not get it until three days later when they needed it on the day that you were inspired to share it, right? (laughs) So you have a message, you wanna get it to somebody they don't get it until three days later, and they needed that message on the day that you were inspired. Divinely inspired, hey, I need to give this message. Hmm. And so I realized that there was a, an intermediary between the inspiration and the delivery of a message. Mm. And I thought that there exists a social handle, retro social handle, which is text, which to this point still to me, has fallen short of all of the other technological innovations that we enjoy today. So mm. we have an iPhone 10, iMessage 1. Mm. iMessage is still basically the same, except for now you can have some animojis, I guess. Right? <laughs> right? I and so to me, this, this really was, was an opportunity, mm. right? Whenever you see a, whenever you see an, a, uh, whenever you see the ability mm-hmm. to place a higher value on any resource that's undervalued, mm-hmm. you stand to have a high impact, right. high impact, <laughs> high returns, right? Yeah. So yeah. looking at text, I just realized, look, you know, in my text message feed, let's say I just want to send a text message to family. Unless I have a family group chat, the amount of manual work that I have to do to send a text message to family, yeah, this is better than back in the day when I would have right, to write right. a letter to <laughs> eight different family members, but we're right. in an age where we have an iPhone 10. I should just be able to say, hey, I should even be able with a voice command tell my phone, hey, let my family know that I'm back from Boom. tour in Germany. Right. And my phone should know to send that to anyone that I've tagged in my phone as family. And I looked around for a solution mm. that, could deliver that kind of value for me because success happening at the speed of communication, I'm interested in accelerating success, which means that I want my message to be delivered as efficiently um, and as quickly as possible to everyone that I'm inspired to deliver it to. And there was an absence of that platform. And so I, I set about learning how to code so that I could create that platform. And that platform today is Superphone. Mm. And so Superphone, very simply, is an intelligence layer that lives, it retrofits 
a retro social handle, a social handle that existed before Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, that cell phone message feed, we are now supercharging that mm. cell phone message feed to give you the kind of flexibility and power so that when you want to deliver your message, the right message to the right person with the right resources at the right time, you're able to do so. And it's taken, it's been a journey, right? Mm. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I started in 2013. I gave my phone number out on Twitter. I gave my phone number to 500,000 people, 35,000 people texted me, and I had built an automation chain, which meant that every single person that texted me got a response. 35,000 people without me having to say, hey, this is Ryan. Thanks so much for texting in. My phone was smart enough that every single person that sent me a text received a response and said, hey, Ryan, this is Ryan. Thanks so much for texting in. Your number came up unknown. I would love to have your information so I could stay in touch. 33,000 people responded to that text and gave me their information. Every single one of those 33,000 people. Also, I could scale my intent. My intent was to sell every single one of those people a record, right? Right. So I scaled my intent <laughs> through technology. And because that communication channel of text is one-to-one, -one, the odds of conversion are now 50-50 because it's one-to-one. -one. So out of the 33,000 people who, who sent me their information, every single one of them got an invitation to support my latest album. One out of every two actually supported my latest album. And there I was again in a situation where, and I mean, we, we, we didn't touch on it. I got sued for a million dollars, my right. laptop. I mean, there's so, many, there's so many nuances that we've glazed over. Sure, sure. But there I was in 2013 and 2014 looking at a $2 million album cycle with just 17,000 records sold. And I knew once again that the economics were shifting and the better and more efficiently you could connect with those that supported you the most, the more efficiently you could accelerate your rate of success. And success is whatever, you know, whatever conditions you measure success. For me at the time, I was like, oh, well, look, I have a point to prove. If I'm independent, I need to be doing millions of dollars on my release, and I need to be able to do it in such a way that I learned how to fly. Someone else could literally take and read pages of my manuscript or manual or blueprint and replicate that process. And so that's, I believe, the beauty of technology the beauty of technology is for me to be able to build an actual platform that allows anyone who comes to that platform to replicate the success that I was able to enjoy. And so that's why I say for Superphone, it's really just about saying, look, we came from writing letters, we evolved into email, now we've evolved into instant messaging. All of the tools that were built for email need to now exist on instant messaging, and Superphone, for me, I had to try it on myself first. Right, of course. You want to it make worked, sure it works. Right? right? <laughs> and now I'm interested in literally just handing that. I feel like that really is the, the, the gift that I can give that has an objective, can have an objective impact on the world. Because people might not like my music, so that means that the value or my offering is subjective, mm. right? I'm not sure if I like his raps. I'm not sure if I like his chord progressions. I'm not sure if I like that type of music. The ability to give every single young person, every single business owner, every single author, every single personal trainer, every single real estate agent, every single Pastor, anyone right. 
who has a message to communicate yeah. and wants to make sure that it's delivered and is in the most important real estate in the device that's literally attached to everyone, that's what the vision and mission of Superphone really is, is to deliver that kind of power to, like I said, our, our oldest and most powerful social handle. So now we've hit the sweet spot. Yeah. This is the, this is the moment I was waiting on. This is the scene in Rocky where it's okay. like, here we go. This is the boom. Right. Just saw Creed. Right. This is the scene. Right. Um, one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to talk to you, one, was obviously I grew up on you. I'm mm-hmm. a fan. We all know that. I fanned for about five minutes in the beginning, and that was important. But at the apex of what I wanted to really to discuss um, was was this essence of community. And, you know, I feel like in every culture or an industry, you have um, people that are kind of lighthouses. They kind of act as prophets. Gary Vee mm-hmm. is one. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z for hip-hop. Right. Kirk Franklin for gospel. You have T.D. Jakes. You have these linchpins, these people that go, wait a minute, I see in the horizon... This is coming. Yes. This is where you need. You're one, specifically, uh, uh, obviously, musically, but also with innovation. Mm. And so, as we have all of these church leaders listening, sure, and Christians, I want to ask you a question um, around Superphone and yeah. the essence of community. Facebook um, recently changed their mission statement, and they added the word community. Mark Zuckerberg has, which I'm sure you already know, has flipped the mission on its head in a sense. And he said, wait, the future of Facebook is community. Yes. This idea of us connecting. Yes. They go out and hire a good friend of mine. Her name is Nona Jones. She is the global faith-based partnerships director at Facebook, first ever of its kind. Mm. Her goal is to get um, every church in America that has a brick and mortar, like the one we're in now, yeah. to have an online campus. Yeah within Facebook groups okay. around the essence of community, this idea of community. I don't want the church to miss what has happened. Yeah. And I think Superphone is directly connected to that. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question, if not two questions, and this is a long question, is what is the power of community in today's age? Yeah. Why is that important? And how can Superphone help the church? Yeah, yeah. The power community, I think, has been illustrated time and time and time and time and time and time again in history. And the concept of community, I believe, is rooted in family. Mm. <laughs> my first community, my first supporters, at least in a, in a healthy family, right? right <laughs> is rooted in family. The first people I played music with the first people I told about my challenges, my fears, my successes, my love interests, mm. family-based. And then as you get older and you mature and you go to college, I believe that that, that then becomes also a ground where you start to build or to find a partner with whom you will build a family. Right? <laughs> And so that, I believe, is the essence of community. And that's why, you know, we, 
I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I mean, there are many, mm. many hymns, praise and worship songs. It's all about family, right? right? And when you even look at how children are raised in cultures around the world, family is the foundation of community. And I believe mm. that... Uh, the family that prays together stays together. I mean, we can, we, can, we can continue on and on. And so I believe that, you know, when people, I think the, the, the tent poles of family are uh, unconditional love and at the same time tough love. Uh, coming together when someone is in need because we understand that the family is as strong as its weakest link, so we can mm -hmm. strengthen one another. And so whatever the idea may be, whatever the goal may be, when we can bind together with the strength of family, we really can move mountains, mm -hmm. if you will. And I believe that most disagreements within family have to do with some sort of deficit or breakdown in communication. Mm. And I believe in this idea of truth and transparency as the glue which holds communities together. Mm. And we live now in the information age. There's more information available to to an eight-year-old child at the fingertips of an eight-year-old child that knows how to navigate the internet, there is more information available to that child than was available to President Clinton when he was in office. We're talking about a leader mm. in the world. And so being in that information age, the next wave is really going to be about how we first acquire and aggregate data and then how we act on that data hmm. and how data allows us to make better decisions. And so I believe that for the church, it starts with, okay, well, if it, what are the questions that you have? Well, how come people aren't coming to uh, Bible study on Wednesday? Well, how many of those people did you pick up the phone and call to say come to Bible study hmm. on Wednesday? Just posting it in your Facebook group may have a lesser impact than delivering that message over text. Mm. Um, how many people are coming out to the uh, food bank or how many people are actually delivering old canned goods to the food bank? I know for sure right now, anytime I've got anything extra, I'm looking for an outlet where my canned food, I'm moving, I got canned food, whatever, and, right. and I would like for it to actually be used and consumed by someone who needs it. It's just about having that that communication, speed, right? Yeah. So success happens at the speed. So whatever goal it is that you're looking to accomplish in your ministry, I believe that the, that basic tenet of success at the speed of communication is the mantra and the foundation for accelerating the kind of success that you're looking to have. Is it church growth? Is it raising money? Is it actually bringing people uh, for an event? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it um, you know, uh, getting people to come together around an idea for some kind of impact in the community? It's all based on communication. Mm. And I believe that, uh, you know, the use of technology in the right way, in the most efficient way, can make sure that your message is delivered to the right person with the right resources at the right time. And that, to me, 
really continues to, I would say, fuel this fire that I have. Because people say, well, Ryan, you know, are you even still doing music? I mean, it seems like you're all technology. <laughs> right. And that idea that I'm able to impact so many people beyond just the subjective box of people who may or may not appreciate my music is really the inspiration for the fortitude, the fire, the fury with which I'm pursuing this aim of uh, creating a technological platform that allows for this concept of success at the speed of communication, not just to be ingested and marinated on, but to actually be put into action in a very turnkey and intuitive way. Hmm. You're a genius, man. <laughs> I gotta say it. Um, <laughs> um, if I could shift gears for a second sure. as we round third base. Here, sure. Because um, can't keep you all day. I think I would be, um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, uh, not wise um, if I did not ask you about diversity. Sure. You're in a tech space now mm -hmm. with the state of our country. Mm -hmm. Some people say this is one of the most polarizing times. Mm -hmm. Uh, since civil rights, um, what what is it like being in this tech space as a black man? Do you see more diversity popping up? What can we do to get there? Paint the landscape because one of the things that I feel like I've seen you do this, but I love when influencers speak at schools and they say you don't have to just be an athlete, mm -hmm. right? You mm -hmm. don't have to just uh, sing. And obviously, we're talking about. Uh, in urban communities specifically, you can be more. Yeah. And as we talk about this idea of more, they can live in the tech space. Yeah. Talk to us about this diversity thing, man. One of my good friends and an investor in Superphone by the name of Paul Judge, he gave a speech. And in that speech, he touched on this concept that this time in which we are living now, in which you can take an idea like Superphone and without bricks, without wood, without steel, without a railroad, without any of those elements, you can actually build an enterprise, you can build a business, you can employ people, you can uh, give investors a return, you can impact lives. And his belief is that that is the greatest example of equal opportunity that we've ever experience as a civilization mm. and so young people that actually look at myself look at Paul Judge look at my my brother uh, Tristan Walker look at at my 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 guy uh, Deshaun Imra uh, uh, Rodney from Listener all these guys that are actually taking this opportunity to leverage technology to have the kind of impact that they want to make those are heroes to me that I believe we have a responsibility to make sure that they are more than just unsung heroes that mm. fly under the radar. Mm. Now, listen, you know, when we look at the kinds of content that goes viral, okay, you know, uh, somebody gets, you know, uh, you know, into a fight on an iPhone, okay, right. someone screaming out, <laughs> world star, right? right? You know, that goes viral. Or, uh, you know, uh, some comedy skit or uh, some music or, you know, some great, uh, incredible feat of athleticism. You know, people are sharing that, right? And I, I believe that there is now more than ever a need, a necessity 
for young people to make sure that they explore the potential that they have to really make an impact beyond just music or or sports and um and so that also is is very much a driving factor in this crusade that I have to to say that that look someone that looks like you can build a technology company that is valuable that is giving a return to investors but not just giving a return to investors but really impacting the day-to-day value that customers of Superphone are enjoying hmm. and i believe that when people can look at this and uh i'm going to have a lot of fun doing it right, right? i'm going to have a lot of fun doing it i mean listen you know i definitely enjoy traveling i enjoy speaking i enjoy still doing concerts i still enjoy just reaching out to people my phone number is public textryan.com you can leave your number you'll get a text back directly from me i want people to know that you can get into science, technology, engineering and mathematics and make that kind of impact and really take advantage of this time of equal opportunity just like you said hey look I don't want the church to be left behind. I don't want this next generation of young mm. people that look like you and I <laughs> to be left behind when this opportunity is very real and I believe that we're really just on the cusp of this opportunity, right? We're really just on the cusp of this opportunity. So the ability, the number of young people I've seen, you know, are teaching themselves how to code. The, the, the information is there, it's available, it's free. Decide that you're not gonna play Fortnite and go to Code Academy, <laughs> right? Because you actually can build the next Fortnite, right? Mm. And so for me, I'm, I'm really, really interested in as much as possible being the example, being the change that I want to see in the world. And uh, you know, I've heard it, I've, we talked about so many different quotes that I've heard and, and, and that, uh, that I've lived by. Someone said, be the change that you wanna see in the world. Me making this pivot and, and shift to saying, I'm going to lead the charge on building a technology company is the change that I would like to see. Only 3% of albums that are released every year sell more than 1,000 copies. That Mm. means that 97% of people who decide that they want to pursue music, they are going to sell less than 1,000 copies. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't still make a great living doing it or, or be able to pay your bills doing music. What I am saying, though, is that the ability and the information and the access to information that's available to us should give young people more options for the pathway that they would like to pursue. Retain that childlike energy, be inspired. How do you want to change the world? You want to go to space. You want to build a better video game. You want to build a better transportation system. You want to build a better um, uh, hospitality system. You want to build a better educational system. Now the tools are available. You have more access to you than the president had when Clinton was in office. Take advantage of that opportunity to apply all of those resources Mm. to the childlike energy, the childlike imagination that we started this conversation with and apply those and and mix that up so that you can actually really and truly take advantage of the equal opportunity that the information age provides. I almost gave you a tithe. 
<laughs> in this, I almost pulled out the collection plate. And, man, um, and I, I'm, I'm really, I'm very passionate about it, man. I'm, I'm passionate about just the, the, these concepts that I feel. Yeah, I went to Harvard, and mm-hmm. we, we touched on it. Harvard, I feel, was missing a class on great communication and mm. relationship building and, and network building. Harvard, I believe, was missing a class on financial literacy and great financial management, right? I feel like so many young people, so many people in general, when they have that idea, they feel like, hey, I have these, these, these barriers, and, and the barriers are consistent no matter how many people I speak to. I don't know the right people. I don't have anybody who can actually uh, give me capital to start my idea. Well, if you know the right people, you can find the capital. You've got to be intentional like we talked about. Yeah, you can connect with anyone on social media, take that next step to be intentional, to take the connectivity to another level, to have that in person, to have Mm -hmm. that phone call. Someone will take your phone call. I mean, I listened to Steve Jobs say, hey, look, you know, I just called up somebody and uh, just asked them. And I mean, I know that I definitely have a proclivity to saying yes, as long as someone is persistent enough to ask for the opportunity, ask for investment, ask for advisorship, ask for a job, ask for an internship. The people that have come on board and have had that kind of persistence have illustrated their value proposition, have illustrated how they want to impact the world. Checks have been written. Time has been invested. Mm. Uh, wings have been spread so that I can take people under under my wing and teach them uh, as much as I know so that they can they, they can they can get to that level of success even faster than I can so that they can impact other young people. And so I really I really, really just strongly believe that, you know, we really have to uh, we really have to uh, make sure that we are never taking for granted the opportunity that that we have ahead of us. And, you know, that's why my that's why my phone I needed a platform to be able to support it, <laughs> yeah. but that's why my phone is yeah. is open. My phone is open. Where can they get Superphone at? Superphone.io. Superphone.io. Love that. Love that. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I, I would love to hear anyone's feedback, any anyone's suggestions on how we can continue to improve the platform. And uh, I'm always available. Text Ryan.com. Leave your number, and yeah. I, I'll text you back. Oh, man, thank you uh, for being an inspiration to me. Um, Thank you for your heart. Um, One of the things that I wanted to do with this platform is bring people on and highlight um, maybe some of the areas that maybe some people didn't highlight. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, me studying you, I'm Mm -hmm. like, you're always giving back, man. Your Mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. I watched a little video of you as a kid or or (laughs) as a high school student where you were just giving and giving and giving and giving. And I don't know if people actually understand that side of you at the highest level. Mm -hmm. I want to elevate it Mm -hmm. because it's incredible. Thank you for this new platform. Thank you for your innovation. Thank you for everything. Can you pray for us? And in your prayer, can you just uh, think about maybe the next generation and uh, kids that um, are hearing this and teenagers and high school students and worship leaders and musicians and people all over that maybe God is speaking to to innovate mm-hmm. and to connect in a new way. Pray that maybe the eyes would be open, the doors would be open, maybe the resources would be given. All of everything you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you pray for us? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, man. Heavenly Father, we come to you with all of the the wonder and the 
imagination that you instilled within us when we were born. Yes. And we pray that you preserve that and in some cases reignite that so that we can truly be the change that we want to see in the world. And we pray that you give this opportunity, uh, give this opportunity place on the hearts of those who need it, this opportunity to really be the change that they would like yeah. to see in the world. Uh, you know, you have given us so much already. You've given us an incredible planet for which we have to be even more cognizant and take care of so that, that our generation and generations behind ours can continue to enjoy the fruits of the work and the wonder that you have given to the world. And so we just ask that you would continue to bless the work that we have been inspired to do yes. and that you will guide our steps yes. so that we can truly uh, be the vessels to really share the real power that yeah. you instill within all of us and that is the power of love and the power of love that you've shown. Yes, Jesus. And we say this all in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Greater Story with Sam Collier and the genius, Dr. Ryan Leslie. You're a doctor yet? Not yet? Almost. Ryan Leslie. Honorary. Right. Honorary. Thank you. See, Thank I knew you. it. I knew no, no, no. it. Thank you. Thank Dr. You. Ryan Leslie, go download Superphone right now. And remember this, when your story connects to God's story, it leads to a greater story. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Amen. Peace. Even when my light burns low. I could never lose my hope I've been down this road before Now I know it's way to go You can try to drag me down But I'll be living in the clouds Everybody has their doubts But you can't stop now I want it like I need to breathe, yeah Make it clear like I need to see Woo. As a kid, mama told me Sky's a limit till you hit it Like in Griffey to the benches Out of that out the park, hit and run That's my drive, that's my drive It's a vibe, been that way all my life, yeah I shut it down when I shine with the truth Yeah, I ride with the crew Gave my life to the crew, testify Walking water like the son of man, understand? I'll never drown, take a hit and never quit And the trains off the rail Through the pain we prevail Tell them you just gotta live Even when my light burns low I could never lose my hope I've been down this road before Now I know it's way to go You can try to drag me down But I'll be living in the clouds Everybody has their doubts But you can't stop now
until there's nothing left Lean on, we need you like there's no one else Ain't nobody out here more like you And with you that broke the mold and ain't no more like you can't drop out like the top down on the coat uh, Tell them watch out when I walk, I make them move Sunday morning with my hands up Like they got the handcuffs Searching for some answers since mama passed Tessa and my sister left Seattle with a one-way ticket home Hope she holding Chase and teaching him to speak some more Gotta keep it going, yeah, that's all it told me Tell them you can make it when you know the one and only Burning right beyond the fire You were born to win, yeah, you're a fighter Don't let your light just fade away listening to a greater story with your host sam collier don't forget to subscribe on itunes google play soundcloud stitcher or any other podcast directory if you like what you hear leave a five-star review a greater story with your host sam collier distributed by american urban radio networks for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.